When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yo, you listening to the Oprah Rose Show with TT and Gigi, and yeah, get it poppin'. Thoughts. Everything begins with thoughts. She's a slut, she's a hoe, she's this, she's that. We say to girls, you can have ambition, but not too much. It's about people being uncomfortable with women owning their sexuality. What is the truest, highest vision that you hold for yourself? I'm a real-ass bitch, and I'm gonna get everything that I'm gonna get on my own. I know for sure. You don't get what you wish for. Get what you believe. Hi. Hi, guys. What's up? What's up? I'm TT. I'm Gigi. And I'm Didi. And this is episode 188 of the Oprah Rose Show. Hey, guys. What's up? You know, I had to sing. Always singing. Always. 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 Um, Yeah, we're here. I feel like we just did this because we have an episode coming up, y'all, with um around the way curls is coming out this week so much fun um we just did that and i was like didn't we just record we were just here we were just together yesterday right exactly so we're getting a rick ross hustling we're yeah okay. we're back um remix you know, the, the remix you know bitches <laughs> just trying to get this shit together um as always y'all know like subscribe rate tell a friend to tell a friend um make sure y'all comment and give us five stars um i like praise and yeah i, I words like of affirmation. i like words of affirmation i like a lot of positive reinforcement if you don't like it whatever that's on you boo that's i mean that's um, good feedback too because you know everything ain't always perfect everything so. is not and you can only yeah. grow through the things that you actually go Absolutely. through Absolutely, i was just having that conversation today at work where i was like you can't tell me to change something if you never gave me feedback that you didn't like something. Mm. Oh, that's kind of me. So I'm not even like you can't just come in like <laughs> I'm like, hey, that's totally like, me. But all this time you Sorry, y'all my week. you just let it happen. Okay. Okay, that's cool. I actually kind of want to talk about that, but hold on. Put a pin in that. Come right back to we that. We will, we will. Um, also make sure y'all are signing up for our Patreon. A lot of fun content last week. I think we all cooked our dinner. We were showing y'all our favorite Trader Joe's items, the spices, the bronzino. That was fun. Yeah, I mean they don't pay us, and we rep traders. We got reels <laughs> on the story and shit. Um, babies included. Content. <laughs> yeah, we're literally making Trader Joe's content, and we don't work there. Yeah, um, which is what it makes it real. Like that is how we feel. Like this is what we like. It's not a paid post. This is not a paid. It's giving crew members, unofficial crew members, at Trader Joe's. So, um, where I just want a free T-shirt at this point. Yeah, basically a tote bag, honey. I'd yeah. take that. Chat me and Daryl be in this. Stealing. So maybe not. Y'all was like, me and Derby in there stealing down. Okay. So maybe not. Um, I just, well, okay. We, nope. Tune into the Patreon. So yep. I was just going to say, nope, per, um, no, all, all last week, that was me. Um, make sure you don't tune into the Patreon, like, subscribe, rate, all of that good stuff. Um, so we have a guest today. We do. Oh, yeah. So very excited about this beautiful black woman we have. Um, y'all know her from YouTube. 
she started off doing hair YouTubes and then has transcended into this incredibly intelligent woman. Not that she wasn't before, but I love seeing her content grow and expand um, on YouTube. And she's my sorority sister. So, you know, we love, we love, love, love uh, HBCUs. We love sorority members and we most importantly love Deltas. So shout out to Julesy. Welcome. Thank you for having me. I hope my mic is working correctly. Oh yeah. You it sounds really good. Y'all Thank you. Yeah, it's very expensive. I was just I can say. tell. Yeah. It sounds it. Mm-hmm. It looks good too. I'll get the mm. podcast going, but you know, thank you to YouTube. We have a nice short mic. No, she's cute. She sounds great. She's giving a 300, 350 type of mic. Man, that needs to um invest. That's that's a really good mic. It's a podcasting mic. Yeah. I had ambitions of getting it together eventually, but I mean it's there. I, I like her. She's she's cute. No time yeah. like the present. Thank y'all for having me. I'm very excited to be here excited to have you on so um tell us a little bit about your background and how you started youtubing is that what you would call it youtube yeah i'm a content creator so okay. i started on youtube as janae said i started originally i wanted free weave and so like my first youtube videos <laughs> were about like the the yaki fr- french remy that i had got from the beauty supply store wow. when i lived in brooklyn and Bushwick. oh my god you are taking me all the i'm sorry yes. i had to stop because i was just talking about this recently lord the iterations of the remy and the yaki yeah, i had like some french wow. wave like what was Wave, right? Yes, Fred. Oh my god, <laughs> you're taking me back. Oh my god. And I was like, I because you know, in like the early, this is like the what the early 2000s, so like yeah. 2009, 2010, they had like, um, it was like Muffins is my lover. Like, there's like the OG YouTubers, and they mm-hmm. would have like their really long, they would have like 30 inches down to their back, like weaves in, and they would get in from the little Chinese companies. And I was like, oh, I want this too. And then I have my Bohemian Brazilian curl. I was like, I'm tired of going to the beauty supply store and paying for this. So let me do some. That's when you upgraded. An entrepreneur. The weave did not come though. So I had to take the weave out. And then I was like, oh shit, like natural hair. And so I have what is, you know, colloquially known as like 4C natural hair. Basically my hair is nappy. And at the time, (laughs) a lot of the YouTubers were just silky. I mean, they still are. It's the silky hair, the baby hair, the baby hair brigade, as I like to call them, was popping on YouTube. And all the people with my hair texture had like kids running around the background, <laughs> were shooting on like handheld, like little, it wasn't cute, right? So I was like, all right, I'm going to invest in some equipment and make cute videos about my hair while I learn my hair. Because I had just crossed, I crossed the 09 and my my number two, my deuce is, was like the, the, the weave girl, right? So this is before we didn't, like, when did lace fronts become like available to consumers, right? Because no, in 2010, three, nobody three, had a lace three, front. Three or, four, three or four years ago. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So like, but she was always weaved down, right? And we would go to the club and I'm like, I don't want to wear a two strand twist to the club. <laughs> I want to be, but I want my hair to be cute. Like, what is club hair for my hair texture? And so I started doing hair tutorials based on my lifestyle at the time. But then, you know, I did that for like three, four years. And then I amassed a decent audience on it. And I, not this nigga asking why I went for dinner. And I... <laughs> That sounds like a great question. Okay. I know what you're going to say. <laughs> right. Do you, do you want me to pick question. something up or right. should I, should we take the, well, it's six, seven o'clock. Why are you taking the same one at the freezer? Go buy something. Um, but <laughs> duh. Oh, yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, same. It's good. Yeah. It's uh-uh. late. It's late, late, late. But um, yeah, so I was just doing, I was doing um, 
hair tutorials about the lifestyle, but then like I amassed the audience and like these brands would like send me products, but like not include me in any of their sponsorships or marketing. Mm. And so I saw like this, again, the baby hair brigade was getting all these financial opportunities and people were like using my content and using my image, but not paying me. And so I did a video like in 2016 about texture discrimination and the video went a little viral and I got all sorts of hate from behind the natural hair. Matt, you want, like, can we be messy for a little bit? Somebody in a hair care yes. brand invited me on a cruise. And first of all, so Janae knows I was, I was in New York. So there's certain people in New York that are popular that I don't fuck with already from my time in New York. Yeah. Like just people that used to be in the music industry or like used to write for like the source or whatever, used to be writers. Very the last thing that was just, <laughs> now I'm literally like this. I was like, <laughs> Because we all music. <laughs> you know, like they were just like, you know, people, I mean, it's interesting. I'm going to jump all over the place, but it's interesting how like the internet has changed things because there's so many conversations we're having right now in 2021 that I'm like, yo, when I worked in the music industry, like this shit is crazy. Like niggas yeah. was disrespectful. You know, I was in a meeting at Atlantic and a non-black woman offered me pink lotion because she said my hair was dry. <laughs> It's fucking my artist. I should say a name, but I don't remember the pronunciation. You're lucky. She's fucking lucky. She's still working at Atlantic too. And she be talking about BLM. And I be like, bitch, I got a story about you. Yes. You know what I mean? I used to work at good music. That's what I was like, you know, Yeah, that's not how we just send you around. Okay, hold on. Yes. Okay, I don't even know what I want to pick up from Me either. We just, okay, but to finish the YouTube thing. Okay. I realized that like I was on my way out of New York and I wanted to apply for my MBA. And then like I ran into like the talented 10, which I went to Howard briefly had a brief experience with them. But like the the bourgeois, the respectability politics niggas, right? The middle class blacks who are like, how dare you wear a colored um, blazer to your MBA interview? And so I was like, oh, there are lifestyle issues that we as black women are facing. And I don't want to always be talking about my hair, especially if they're not going to pay me. So that's when I started Smart Brown Girl. And that's how we get here, where I now talk about cultural issues that impact women of color, we're really black women. And that's also morphed into, I really focus on countering misinformation in the black digital landscape. That's really what I do. But I talk a lot of shit. So, you know, we can get back to it. And that's what makes it engaging. Exactly. Because no one wants to hear, it's already hard to get motherfuckers to just hear the truth in general, like in Mm -hmm. depth. And so if it's quote unquote boring, they're not going to listen to it. But if you say nigga a couple times and bring it to them how it needs to be brought, it becomes incredible. Meet me at my level, child. No, sir. That's, I'm like, that's it. It's about yeah, how it's served. Me, yeah, meet me at my level so I can actually like digest and I actually give a fuck and I can sit through what the I'm, I'm trying is. to do. I'm trying to do better. We trying to we trying to work on it. But you know, there's a ton. <laughs> there's a ton of like music industry stuff. <laughs> so that's why I'm like when I said that I'm like I've seen you out and I've just probably or I've just seen you before it just had to be out like yeah I lived in Brooklyn from 2000 oh man we're I'm so old like 2006 to 2013 I was in Brooklyn best I okay I think I got there it was all there yeah yeah it was all there um so much I mean black women in their hair like y'all see I like literally shifted my wig down because I don't know what's happening I threw it on for this zoom um and it's just so much so that's why I'm going on 
I always call it my hat. And so I just like put it on like a hat and shit. You know, I told you I was fully on my Zoom call this morning of my hair wrapped up. And then, wrapped like, up. and then went just like, it was like this trying to fix it. Like ridiculous camera on, couldn't figure it out because my hat wasn't on. Um, but those, the iterations of like Yaki to Remy to then Indian hair. And even, like I said, the thing that we're, that the episode that we have coming out next week with like Around the Week Curls and how they started off with their natural hair and whatever. Um, yeah. And then it transitioned into all these other things. Like, even you talk about being a Delta. I wouldn't become a Delta because they couldn't get their hair done. And I was like, oh my God. They can't only while you're pledging. I, I mean, I, that's like, hey, that's hazing. No. That's hazing. They can't tell you that you can't get your hair done. You just have whole nationals. Like, once you're online, it's done. Oh, that's too much information. Oh, because I, like, I I went to Howard, but I was at Morgan. And I was like, why do everybody look oh. like this? Okay, my line sister went to Morgan. Tia, who lives in Brooklyn, but she transferred. <laughs> Yeah, and I was like, and they were like, oh, they can't get their hair done while they're crossing. And I was like, God, no, I am so fucking vain. There is no way. I'm not wearing my Remy Yaki, because that's what I was wearing at the time. Sensational or some shit. Yeah, like, I'm sensational. Like, yeah, I was like, I'm not not wearing my motherfucking sensational. And speaking of speaking of Delta, it's funny, Julie, because I have already met you. And then I remember I saw you in Texas. I think when you lived there briefly i saw you in but we we met in new york we met met through mo no yes we met before then but i saw you in texas and and my line sisters was like oh you know Julie, she be doing the hair tutorial and i think that was at that point that i knew that you had started doing youtube oh because i don't really like in real life i don't be talking about it yeah like if you meet me in real life and nobody says oh that's Julie, a youtuber you know, I'm not going to be like, yeah, girl, I'll be on YouTube doing shit. I'm just going to be like, yeah, I'm regular. Right. It's good. Because yeah, I am they regular. Like, they were like fanning out. And I was like, oh, yeah, I mean, she cool as hell. Okay, let me check out her stuff. Yeah. Subscribed ever since. So it, it's it's only been up from here. We're trying to, now I run a book club called SBG. And we are focused on making reading accessible. What does SBG um, stand for? Smart brown girl. But we welcome all identities. So we've moved it to just using it as an acronym. Because we get a lot of emails mm-hmm. <laughs> saying, hey, hey you got to have the proper pronouns now. Well, yeah, you know, we, we definitely like we're reading Freshwater um, by, uh, oh, I don't want to butcher her name. I think you say it, Akweke Emizi. Um, and it's about being non-binary. It's like a spiritual journey. Um, and it involves uh, Igbo um spiritualism there's a there's a bigger word that I wanted to use but I'm not trying to mispronounce it but it involves like so like you go through the spirits in her body essentially through the book oh. or it's not I shouldn't oh look I'm mis- <laughs> misgendering them oh, yeah. you go through the spirits in their body right <laughs> yeah um through the experience and it's it's a really deep deep read it's really good so we touch on you know we're, we're working on because there is a there's a very um there's a lot of myths and disinformation in the black digital landscape and being on YouTube, there's just like so many things have changed in the way I have conversations about stuff that I wouldn't like in real life, we're just different, right? So even like the topic of like colorism and how I as like a light skinned black woman experience it, like I haven't really approached it fully on YouTube because the way that it ex- I experience it in real life is so different from the way it gets talked about like online. And so, uh, you know, there's also like a very, like a trans exclusionary black woman thing happening on YouTube. Um, and so we're, we try to like push back against that without being like, oh, you're dumb. But like, hey, just come read these books with us. And like, let's just expand and look at the root of where all these feelings and thoughts are coming from. 
And maybe you might not change your mind, but maybe you might broaden your outlook and be able to better uh, disseminate the information that you're receiving. I love that. Yeah. Come on. Doing the work. Doing the work. Tell some white people to give me some money. Donate. (laughs) Go off. Reparations. They need to give you some damn money. A tangible donation. I'm learning from the anti-racist grifters. <laughs> what does tangible donation mean? I don't know, but some black woman that be yelling at white women to give them their money, and the white women be like, "Yes, sis, here go my here go my money," and they begin a lot of it. Oh. Their Patreon, because this is a recording, so I'm not going to say names. But I had a call okay. with Patreon, right? Because I have a Patreon, mm-hmm. and so I've been trying to figure out like how to grow my Patreon. And I had a call with, okay, I don't need to say their name again with Patreon, and <laughs> I pointed out like there's this there's a there's a person on Patreon who does like anti-racist work. And so we produce syllabi in the book club, but our syllabi are like, I can actually show you them. They're like real like notebooks, like workbooks that are pretty thick. And this person is like producing syllabi that is like one page long. And it's a list of books for white people to go read. And I remember when they launched their Patreon, like within a day, they had 14,000 patrons. Now we could do the math yeah. because we all have patrons, right? Right. right. Yeah. So 14,000 patrons that you assume everyone's between five and, and $50 and the app. So that averages out to like around, around 15, $20 from everyone. Oh, they are man. making bank every month. And I said this to the, the manager at Patreon and he pulled them up and was like, wow. And so I was like, let me look at the language they use. And one of the things they kept repeating was please make a tangible donation. <laughs> so it's like, you were just telling yeah. these white, like they are yeah. grifting these white people, but baby, we, we gotta listen. Yeah, uh, we need to open up our, um, y'all, we need to open up our subscriptions. <laughs> shit. Okay. I only we have 700 more on the Patreon because yeah. we need yeah. a tangible donation. We need tangible. Yeah, it's the language. I will, I will put the name in the chat so you could go look them up because we, we need new mics i still don't have a damn ring light uh like we need the type of mic you got i need donations yes. what's that omar Th- dr umar donations donations <laughs> yes you gotta donations. insert that sound bite yeah shit i need yep. that well we were supposed to do the um the icebreaker so we're just gonna do like a mid-show icebreaker so yeah. the oh icebreaker is um no 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 it's fun um mary what is it fuck mary kill fuck mary kill yes and this edition is gonna be early 2000 rappers so okay. your options are nelly andre 3000 or ludicrous what <laughs> fuck mary kill. i would fuck and mary andre 3000 like, <laughs> and then kill everybody else <laughs> Oh, I mean, I, marriage doesn't benefit black women. So I'm not marrying anybody, but I would totally Ooh. fuck Andre 3000 and have his baby. Okay. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Mary, mm, if Erica can't do it, I can't do it either. <laughs> we could definitely fuck. Uh, and I then I would just break kill that them. down a little bit. Marriage does not benefit black women. Oh hold man. On, do you want, do you want the your, theoretical conversation? Finish but your the, thing and then go. Yeah, the I would. Yes, yes, I would. I would fuck Andre three thousand, and then I would kill the other two. I would not you marry gotta, any of them. You gotta marry one of them. Absolutely not. You got. You, you have to seriously date, be in a commitment with one of them. No, brown heart. <laughs> what? <laughs> what does that not even mean? Not the say? brown heart emoji. Not yes. the brown heart emoji. One of them you got to be in a committed relationship with. No, no, no papers. No none of that. Can we do another three then? Like what? Nope. 
No, I can't. I literally cannot. Now, be like, ludic- ludicrous. No, I am crying. Not ludicrous on Nelly. <laughs> no. <laughs> like I, 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 I have stayed. Is in Fast and Furious, the franchise. I know Ludacris got a long ass face. I know who he is. Side babies, you know. Side babies took him from their mama. I know. Got the light skin, oh, black adjacent wife. Yes. Yeah. Yes. We know. We know. We know. What's that? Exodus, some shit. Yeah. I thought it was Exodus. I'm not marrying anybody. Okay, in, in order to move this along, we'll marry Ludacris. Okay, <clears throat> you'll kill Nelly. Yeah. Okay. She okay. had to take a drink of water after. Right. <laughs> that was so. Yeah. Okay. Get into that. Why doesn't marriage benefit black women? Okay, so the the political, the proper answer is, this does not mean that you should not get married or that I think all marriages, well, you know, I had this argument with my therapist. I don't know any Black woman who's in a heterosexual relationship and partnered with a man who is not better than the man, who is not doing more work than the man, who is not sacrificing more than the man. And not to say that that doesn't exist. Anomalies are always a thing, but I think the vast majority of us know. And, and like, you know, Janae, you in a, you in a, you in a single letter chapter mm-hmm. of Delta, right? So you know a lot of, you got lawyers, yeah. you know what I mean? I know one of your profiles. I know that whole clique look like. Mm-hmm. Actually, your profile, I know she got an equally yoked marriage. Okay, yeah. I'll give that to her. Hers is, but hers is a very rare case. It's, it's very, very rare. rare. And I think, I'm gonna just leave that at that. Yes. Yeah. In yeah. the vast majority that I would say are it's the woman is doing more of the sacrifice. And so if you look at what is what is marriage in the context of American history, marriage and that then includes motherhood and fatherhood and the gender roles that go into a heteronormative marriage in America are based on property and ownership. Yes. And marriage is never going to benefit Black people at large because we were property. And so how will we benefit from a system that was built on the idea that we were, we were to be owned? Lord, um, he is preaching. And so marriage is about what property can you pass down, right? Mm-hmm. So fatherhood, therefore, is about owning his wife, his children, and his property. And what property, and you get married so that you know who your children are. And who you, who you, patrilineal, who do you pass your property on to? And so, you know, then that also extends to we, Black people can never fulfill the ideals of motherhood or fatherhood in the um, American context. Because again, it is built on this idea that we are the property and fatherhood. And I know like Black men get all, but like, I'm actually like trying to benefit y'all because fatherhood has been built on what a father can pass down to his children, material things. That's why we get into this conversation about provider. And when Black men have been kept out of quality jobs, what y'all providing? Like, like we all, we also understand like a vast majority of like our family and even our friends and community are poor or it, and have become even more economically disadvantaged with this pandemic. Yeah. And so if we have a system and an ideal and a structure that's built on property and ownership and financial astuteness, how are we going to benefit or succeed in that system? Wow. We kind of touched on this last week when we were talking about just, you know, how people love and like how marriage, like for instance, how it was like, well, wait a minute, if we get married and I got to take on all your shit and then all your shit becomes my shit and my shit is straight. It's like, and it's not even that just your shit is your family shit. It's all your your shit. Like there's this whole high value. Like I've been doing content about like high value and low key trying to like, cause I can't, I think, I think Kevin Samuels is a parasite, right? That's where we're going. (laughs) 
and so I be trying to do content without doing content about him, mm-hmm. right? Because I think, well, I could talk about the themes that he's evoked. But I think on the other side of it, before Kevin even became popular, which happened recently in December of 2020, mm-hmm. there was the hypergamy movement and the leveling up movement that's popular amongst Black women that really preaches like the same stuff that Kevin Samuels does, but they beef with each other. Like none of them get along. It's very fucking odd. Like if y'all all talking about leveling up and high value, like, but the thing is y'all can't define who's actually high value. Y'all can say all the people you want to dispose of. You could talk shit all day long about people you don't fuck with, but y'all can't actually define who, who who's good. So that's what I was going to ask you. What to you is a high value man and or woman? I don't like, so when it comes to how you to choose to partner, Right. That's what we're talking about, because we're talking about high value in context of who do I allow into my intimate space? Mm -hmm. I don't have to define that as high value. It's valuable to me. But there's no there's no set of parameters that I can give to the outside world that are going to universally work for everyone. And also, again, because we're trying to feed into a system that is was looking at us as property. The goalpost is always going to move. Right. Because if I get on the internet and say, well, because th- they love to call me an elitist hypocrite, right? Because I won't date broke niggas, supposedly, right? But if I got on the internet and said that I date men, I'm dating a man who's currently unemployed, oh, you dating Dusty. That's why you're not happy. Mm-hmm. And so the goalposts will mm-hmm. always move. If I say I date a man who makes less than me, oh, again, you date, you, you're feeding into what our ancestors have always been told to build a man up. And it's like, I'm not building, right? So maybe I just have a different set of parameters. Maybe I believe that does a man have earning potential? Because I know a lot of niggas with good jobs right now that cannot weather a medical storm. They ain't got no family. They ain't got no friends. They ain't got no backup. And I don't want to be living good and got teenagers and then all of a sudden your mama gets sick and we cleaned out. Mm-hmm. And that's a real thing for niggas. <laughs> like, that's yeah. some real shit that you just don't walk into a relationship yourself. You like, what's your family look like? And uh, there's a lot of black men, especially black men that are high earners who do not have family networks. Mm-hmm. Mm. And so what happens when something happened to you? Oh, wow. Yeah, that Girl. family shit. <laughs> we can have a whole episode <laughs> on the family shit. Okay. okay that, that's like, one thing by itself. But I think you raised some really, really good points just around how people view a marriage. And we're viewing marriage in 2021 differently than how it was originally set up to be, although those original ideals are still there. I think we're trying to we're trying to put a lot of our problems, fix a lot of our problems through partnering. I see a lot of the online discourse about marriage and dating invoking issues that your marriage or dating are not going to resolve, like your bank account. You know, there's a lot of people that are like, we, we poor, like, commun- like societally. I mean, I'm not, but like niggas is. And so, it's, but it's still stressful. Like, I'm not even oh, yeah. like, you know what I mean? I'm making more money now. Like, I'm good. You know, I hit my 30s. I'm 36. It's like, okay, bitch, we're on auntie. We're doing Happy it. Happy belated birthday, by the way. Thank you. Our, our oh. Aries sis over here. Yes. Ooh, I knew she was a fire sign. Week of the I Diva. We did that. But then I'm also just like, you know, I'm making more money, but how do I make sure that I'm good? Right. Like, good. You know, I'm sitting here trying to, like, I have financial, I have a meeting with the lawyer. This, it's, it doesn't get any easier. Like, I've made more money. I do not feel secure. I do no. not feel that, like, if something happened to me tomorrow, that I, we not even, I ain't got no kids. I have no responsibilities. That I have put myself in a position to be good. And I know I, 
that's not because I'm lacking. That's not because I'm not misspending my money. I've been trying to deal with the IRS, trying to set everything up correctly. But like, we literally don't have the equity or the structure to ensure that we are good. Mm-hmm. And then so we, we, we all are going through this, whether we're high earners and we try to get our shit together, whether we are low income, whether we are single mothers, whether we are co-parenting, whether we are married and trying to just like, you know, build the generational wealth. Mm-hmm. Like we all are performing for social media, but behind the scenes, collectively embarrassed yeah. by the things that we are frustrated by the structural issues that impede us. And we try to, instead of actually like acknowledging what those things are, because a lot of times we don't even have the language to address it. We put that into, oh, well, if you just date a man and make more money than you, everything will be good. And it's like, are we all trying to though? That's not, that's not. Cause you know, I think that's another buzzword now is absolutely generational wealth. Like if I see one more caption, anything about it. And it's like, like you said, but have I set up the things on my own to be make sure that I'm good? Like, I, I remember when I first met my financial advisor, I was like, I just don't want something to happen to, let's say my parents. And now no, nobody has money for a funeral and everybody, you got to ask this person and ask this person. Like that was literally my main thing was like, nah, I just need to make sure that I'm good. Should something happen to them that they're good. Like, cause niggas be buying a bitches Birkin bags. We need a go for their grandma. <laughs> and, need a for the funeral. and it's like, <laughs> I'm super confused. Yeah, I, just, it's like, I don't even get me started on that shit because I'm like, so you couldn't pay $13 a month for, for life insurance. That for, yeah, for life, for literally the basics of life insurance. And you know, everybody's Instagram will make you think everybody, like everybody is just doing it. Child, I want oh, to go look for a new playing. car this weekend and was like, bitch, I know all these people ain't making this much motherfucking money. Like what I have to put down and pay a month, I'm gagging. If Girl, I don't get me started. I will like, scroll I, Instagram so like, and literally do the same thing and be like, well, damn, I thought I had a good job, but I, yeah, was, I, was I like, want to go on a goddamn trip and can't go right now. No, I was like, y'all wow. niggas scamming. I literally just be like, all y'all niggas is scamming and you're going to jail. <laughs> Period. Scam with them. Fuck it. Okay. I want to scam my friends so bad. With no health insurance, y'all. Mm-mm. Mm. I'm okay. But that's a problem. That's a structural issue that we don't even have the safety net of quality <laughs> health insurance or access to quality health care in general. Right. Mm. And it's impossible, even if you get to the point of making a lot of money, it's impossible to plan for your health care needs. Right, you're not gonna, you don't know. Yeah, you don't even go on like we get a pap smear every other year. Yeah, literally, my OBGYN visits are always the most head like I pay out of pocket and I try to, like, hey, how much is it before I come in? So I can just let me, if it's 500, let me pay 500. I got a $200 bill, right? And I'm like on the phone with them, like, what am I getting charged for? And why couldn't you tell me this either before or when I was in the office? Oh, insurance is a scam. I'm sorry to cut y'all. I'm sorry. When you, when y'all go to OBGYN, y'all have to pay a, a, a copay for that? Well, I don't have health insurance, so I'm paying Got out it. of pocket. Okay. And I just so, have horrible insurance, so I have to ask everything that I do. I have relatively done. good, and I still have to pay. Yeah, but you have to pay. You don't pay for, like, a doctor? I pay a, I pay a copay. Well, I don't go to an OBGYN. I felt... Or it's I, a doctor's I, visit, like a... Just like a regular copay, so. nothing crazy, but... I was based off of what y'all were saying. I assume that y'all health insurance, like I was about to say, like wait, OBGYN is like looked at as like different, like almost like well, a especially if you get in into any sort of non traditional. And so yeah. non traditional means like if like Black women reproductive care is just horrible in general. Yep. And so if you have to go get like 
testing. You have to get cultures for things. Like it, it'd be basic shit. Like the color of your discharge is funny. Yeah, and that's that's gonna be an extra fee. It's an extra fee, not included yes. in everything. That's not included. I, I had to go to Planned Parenthood because I moved to to LA, and now I gotta find all new doctors, preferably black, right? But all there's so much scarcity with that, uh, and so. In addition to me trying to find the right doctor, you know, God forbid it be a more emergency thing where you sleep with somebody and they give you BV or whatever, and you just want to get a pill for that, that a Planned Parenthood visit, even with my good insurance cost me $350 just for that. Sex costs $350 fucking dollars. It's very expensive. And then if you really want to get into it. That's not free. No, but that, you know what? You know the fucked up part about letting a dick inside of you? Half the shit that niggas give you, they cannot get tested for. Exactly. So you don't know you got it no. until your coochie stay. It's, it, that's until it. Until it's just, it's she's stay. off. The whole pH <laughs> you know balance I mean? is just off. <laughs> and then it could be so many things. And so unless you go in, like they don't test for trick, right? So if you right. do a, a STD panel, it it make it's, your pee like it make parasite. your pee burn. It's like yeah, a parasite. Like a parasite. Oh my lord! Yeah. But men men have no symptoms. Yeah, and they just you can give it to everybody. <laughs> And so they can't get really get tested for it. And so if you're a woman and you go get, t- if you have, they'll tell you have a UTI, but then the UTI medication doesn't work. Yeah, it's an extra test. And then that test oh typically isn't covered. Right. So there's like this whole, there's like, you know, and then Health if you try to go into family it. planning or fertility, yeah, it's just a whole nother. Oh, girl, fertility is a as a as a, a scam. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm diverting the conversation. So you much, are not. But, you know, it's all, no, it's not it all it all makes sense. Like I could go down the fertility role right now because they will charge you for talking to them, and I'm like, are you a lawyer? <laughs> not um, for talking, <laughs> Lord. Well, let's let's get into that. You did an episode. We all watched it. Um, the industry of shaming black women. Yes. Um, and how black women are born into a crooked room. Like expand on, expound upon that a little bit. I mean, I think again, you've already touched on some of it, but like I'm like, good grief, we really got it bad out here. The fuck. Bad. To make you feel like there's no winning, right? Because I think the thing is yes. that you understand. Like I think it's actually a relief, right? If I'm at a place in life where like people ask me how I'm doing and I'm actually good, but there's a lot of things I would like to be doing. I don't absorb, like I don't absorb my failures always as my own. Right. I could give myself a lot more grace because I understand what I'm running up against. And so I don't, cause I think we do absorb a lot of shame. We're mm-hmm. like really, and like, I mean, we've seen it. There's, I mean, we can think of how many characters like on reality TV of deeply insecure black women who are ashamed of something they did when they were 17. And we watch it through our TV screen, like, girl, what's wrong with you? Yeah. But like that part of that being born in the crooked room. And so it's actually a concept from Melissa Harris Perry and her sister citizen book, which I quoted in the video. Um, and she has a whole chapter on shame. Uh, and she talks about the constant misrecognition that Black women face since birth, which is also building on a concept, I believe, from W.E.B. Du Bois. I think she quoted in, in the book. Um, and she was saying that, like, as Black folks, we experience a fictive kinship. And this is, there's all these authors I now want to quote because we're reading Hortense Spillers. Um, and also talks about like the collectiveness of a, a black family that doesn't necessarily, we're not black, we're not family by blood, but a family by connectedness, by shared experience. Mm-hmm. And that's a really like, you know, that's a really amazing thing that we came out of the institution of slavery with this sort of shared 
connect like fiber of like our play cousins and family and feeling connected but it also of, co- of course in a in a system meant to always have access to our bodies as labor it has been turned against us and you know because of our fictive kinship we can also be shamed you know like do white men experience shame hell no is there a black person that can be as shameless as donald trump you know what i mean no, like never you know, there's there's something interesting about, like, especially like a Trump figure who gets to come this way and do all like all sorts of crazy things and never have to account Ever. for any of the things he's done because he could just be like, I don't fucking care, fuck you. Right. And we as black people, like, we constant like the the shame. He says, I was talking earlier about like when you asked me how what's high value to me, right? If I sat here and listed what I desired in a partner, I could be shamed for it, regardless of if even if I sat here and say, okay, well, I'll do this instead. No, I would constantly and you like you listen to like a Kevin Samuels, right? It's like this constant goalpost. Okay, well, you look good now, but how did you used to look? Oh, but right. you got a kid. You know wh- where's the daddy at? Like people don't change. People don't change their minds. Um, you know, are you good looking? So when you decide to buy into this system that doesn't benefit you, you, you're just going to get shamed a lot. Um, and the misrecognition, so black women are born into a crooked room. And so that goes back to, again, you know, when I was talking about like marriage, much, most of the Americans, like, do we understand the vastness and the violence and the infrastructure that had to surround the upkeep of slavery as an institution that America was built on? Yeah. And we are not that far away from it. There's enough distance where I don't think we understand the weight of what that institution looked like and the violence that incurred to our ancestors. Mm-hmm. But we are not that far away from it that we are still feeling the re- repercussions of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. And you talk a lot about how there's so much money to be made in shaming Black women. How before Kevin Samuels, there was Steve Harvey and his slew of, of books and that became movies and, right. and, and Black women, we ate that shit up. I think you what's know? particular about like a Kevin Samuels is that like, he there, there is no whole bars. I don't know, I wouldn't call him honest or a truth teller, but he is very much so a person that doesn't have a filter. Right. And he shames Black men too, all right? So, <laughs> but you know, it's this constant goalpost moving of like shame where you could be like, even if we think about like how many black women do we know who are highly employed, great jobs, great careers, great skincare, look good. We'll even say, you know, they skinny. They fit into a very biased, you in LA, right? Ain't got no man. And yeah, so that, let me shake the table a tiny bit, just a little bit. There are some things and I hate to admit this. I actually agree with Oh, I can't believe I'm saying this. I actually agree with Kevin Samuels on some of this shit. But okay, like what? Some of this shit about like it was one of them women. It was like, sis, you are not gonna get the type of man that you desire. And it's no okay. shame. And I, I don't think so. I, I I do think you can watch his content because people are, but my thing is again. And I'm not, and this is why I was like, okay, I got to be careful about not focusing too much on him and, yeah. because he's, he's part of a, a whole structure, right? Mm-hmm. So even if I don't necessarily want to get rid of him, I want people to be more cautious of the uh, content that they are absorbing and what they're feeding into. Well, one, why like, would anyone mind. ever call up to listen to this man? I think he's Because people buy into the system. They buy into it, right? And so part of the problem is, and when you buy into the belief that 
if you do certain things, you are going to get a, a very particular person and you never actually look at the systems around you. You never, and cause also, you know, the women that are like, so we think about that one woman, what was her name? Like Jessica or something? The black woman who he said, she said herself, she thought she was a six when she was made oh. up and a five when she wasn't. Mm-hmm. That really made everything go viral. She believed that stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, if you go back and watch the interview, she really, and so I wonder who also was she in turn disposing of? Who was she also in turn telling that they were not valuable? (laughs) Because you are buying into this idea that if a man makes a certain amount of money, he's going to be a better person to you. And then, and and she was holding a whole bunch of shame herself. And she probably walked, I wonder as much as we were in an uprage at Kevin for the way he was talking to her, I wonder how she actually feels. Cause I imagine she ain't that mad at him. Which Mm. is crazy. Like I said, for me, it's honestly, it's his delivery. And, and like you said, it's moving the goalposts. The way that he talks to attractive women is, is vastly different of how he talks to women that let's say and I'm literally saying average on based on like what they, what, what they are think. calling yeah. themselves or what, even what they are calling themselves, mm. the way he talks to like, the way he talked to like Tommy on, um, one of them, uh, loving hip hops or whatever was, ex- it was completely different because she was deemed an attractive woman. And then I think. It was something else you just touched upon, though, that you said. I didn't realize he talked to Tommy. I didn't Yeah. Either. She was wow. like, um, basically, like, all, like all bashing, ba- bashing like, him. Like, why are you talking But are they really like bashing? Because they be agreeing. Like, I watched And then, okay, she stuff. came around. No, but she ended up, she basically, she started off, I, like, why do you talk to women like this? And ended up coming around to everything that he was saying. I mean, it's like JT being like deep throat me, but then like going up for Uzi. Like, yeah, like everybody talks shit, but they feed it to the same systems of heteronormativity. Like, like what are we really doing? We all feed Bro, into the same, right? <laughs> Give it to me. But like, she be doing the same bullshit. Like we, like, I mean, you want to talk about hot girl summer with my man outside. Like, I get yeah, it. Hot girl summer with my man outside. Well, then uh, here's the thing though. I think what you said, how many women do we know that, you, like you said, amazing job, um, great skin, shit, good personality, like whatever it is. All- not at all. But either they all don't the have a man or if they do have a man, you know, they not in shit. Look, I like I will never live in LA because I like black men look straight through you. I have only three sections in the Los Angeles yeah. County. Yeah, and I no, feel they, like, like I don't think I've ever been hollered at in LA before. Like, <laughs> and it is the land of like, Jeanette, you look like, I really want to come have fun with you though. But like... <laughs> The goalpost always is moving for black women there. You know what I mean? Like we can I, still come, we can you can still come and we can still have fun. It ain't no man in my space though. So yeah. there we go. We're here. <laughs> you know what I mean? But like, like we talk about like like black women that are married to like especially black women that are married to men that are uh highly visible. So whether they're celebrities or they're highly powerful, like how dare she like not do her hair a certain way? How dare she have children and gain weight? <laughs> Like, what? Right. Do you have a pregnancy? No, LA is like a different, LA is a completely different but world. When it, it, is it that different? Because Instagram has really kind of made that a thing, right? Like, I'm a right. YouTuber. And the way my body gets talked about online, like, yeah, I'm a little country chunky. I'm in the house eating my fucking brownie right now, bitch. Like, <laughs> what? Like, how dare I have Well, here's the thing. In, in 10 years, half of everybody's body's damn near going to look the fucking same. Because like, all the girls on TikTok getting BBL. Yeah, everybody's going oh, to the yeah. same everybody's doctor. Everybody's going to look the same, Everybody, same. Yeah, everybody looks alike. But why is like, it okay everybody... for the fat to be in our titties and our butt, but not in our gut? So yeah, we accept no, that I mean, in very specific places. Well, that's wrong. 
and you know, I it. could you know I could spit a little word or something. Okay, it's okay. I can't it really. It was very it. conscious rap. I hear you. Okay, don't rap city Vito, <laughs> but yes, I'm dead. <laughs> not rap city. Not rap city. Oh my god. <laughs> Oh my God. <laughs> but you are spitting facts. Like literally, like, I mean, today I had on my look like my little waist trainer while I was running. I was like, what the fuck am I doing? I can't even breathe in this shit. I'm about to fall out in the middle of Lennox. But if your booty got right. fatter, you'd be like, yes. Yes. Right, right. Yes. Exactly. And, and so we have all like we have bought it. Like you said, we have all at the end of the day, let's be honest. Most of us are still very much a part of patriarchy even if we don't want to admit it i mean i am and i I, like i would i actively think about dismantling this shit but it's like yeah it's like we we all in some shape fashion or form are a part of it because that's what i was saying about people that women that we check all of the boxes and we and i actually and i had this conversation maybe last week you think you're like well i did everything right yeah but i'm still single so it's like where is the i don't even want to say you know where is my prize but like it, at the end of the day, it's like none of this shit even matters because you did everything right. You watch someone like a being Mary Jane because I'm rewatching that now. And, you know, now she's batshit crazy. Let's be clear. But why do they make a character her like batshit crazy? Because you want to have a kid. Yeah, she's. You know what I mean? Like, like, why can't we honestly explore? This is what I like. Mm-hmm. What's her name? Mark, uh, Mara Brock. Mara Brock Okay, yeah. right. That's my story. I should get her name right. Sorry. But yeah, like, <laughs> I love, you know girlfriends and then being Mary Jane start great but then get sold to like BET and CW and they turn these really powerful black women crazy why is it like why is a Lynn a broke like that don't make no sense this should stay with a job that character is overly educated should right. she should be a grifter if anything and then like why are like why is Joan going crazy why is Gabrielle Union's character going crazy like why can't we actually explore the idea that yeah I want to ha- like I'm 36 and I want to have a child and right. so I understand that because I'm single and because I'm not going to wait for a, a man who has let go of that part of audacity <laughs> to walk into my life Oof. that I have Girl. to think <laughs> about different non-traditional ways in which I would want to build my household Mm-hmm. Yeah. But again, we and like so we in my book club, we had uh Dr. Brittany Cooper who wrote Eloquent Rage. We had an author chat with her and when she was saying black, we don't have celebrations. We celebrate, you know, graduating, then we celebrate marriage and child. Yep, I would say baby showers, oh, yeah. bridal She's showers. Like, yeah. What happens yeah. when you do all the right things and you re- arrive at the point in your life and the man is not there? we need to celebrate each other. So I've been trying to with my homegirls really. Cause like, do I even see success in the things I do? Mm-hmm. And is that really going to change if a man comes into my life? You know, so let's start. We really have to invest. Like I've been doing better at sending all my friends birthday gifts, like really celebrate. Like we'll send each other, you know, you sad girl. Let me send you some chocolate covered strawberries. Like, hey, let me send you some nice whiskey. You know, like that. let's, let's celebrate each other. I love that. Around like, like we survived the pandemic. Like yeah. let's celebrate these things. And, you know, because, like, you, really, where is your prize? Where is my moment of joy? Where is my moment of collective joy? Right. Mm-hmm. Where, how does my community surround me in my, right? Because, and then when you do, if you do partner, I don't necessarily, like, look, I'm not telling anyone not to get married. I'm not telling anyone not to partner. But I am saying that we should think about the, the how much our community matters and upholding those relationships. Right? Like. Yeah. How much do our friends and family matter? Especially if we want to start having kids, especially if someone potentially gets sick, especially if someone changes their mind and leaves you and you have to deal with, you know, the grief that comes with that. 
um, what does what do our other relationships look like that allow us to support that? Because I also think we kind of rely on this idea that, yeah, the, the intimate partnership is going to be the panacea. It's going to be the solvent to all your ills. And it, there's nothing that's really going to solve everything. But this idea that one person is going to be your everything is just a broad room for a lot of failure. Mm. So let's also look at our other relationships and create a community where we can have those celebrations with each other and get our prizes and give them to yeah. each other. And yeah, know, I think our gifts, yeah. where are our things? Yeah, that's so important. Like, like you said, and collectively, because mm-hmm. yes. Yes, I know so many phenomenal women that it's like, I'm single, I'm trying to date, can't date, it's a pandemic, can't go like, and even shit, even if it wasn't a pandemic, the situation is, is still fucking bleak. It's still, it's still yeah. giving very, very bleak. So, you know, to be able to do that, like you said, with your friends, it, not even date, but like do those nice things or things that you would t- typically like do with a partner, like for your friendships. Like, I love that. Okay. And then when you do partner, you know, you still have the support system there. You don't disappear from your friends. You know, I was briefly in a relationship and I was very conscious to not disappear. As a yeah, matter of fact, I probably so talked to my homegirls even more because I was like, if this nigga embarrassed me, yeah. <laughs> he did. Oh, baby, he did good. Oh. I don't want oh. my friends to be like, bitch, we ain't heard from you in six months. Right. And now you're you back popping around. up now. Mm-hmm. So I was very like on it with my friends. And I'm so happy because when that nigga hurt yeah. my feelings deeply, I was covered. Yeah. And now and I've been trying to slowly convince my homegirls to let's all buy some land somewhere. And I'm like, you know, just keep niggas as a side nigga. Keep him as a side nigga. Side nigga, baby daddy. I think it's going to be so interesting when we look back you know, 10, 15 years from now and see, cause we're all the same age and we look back and we see what our generation of people, like how we're living and how it's, it's going to be it likely vastly different from how our parents were. I'm watching some crazy ass show on TLC called the Demarcusons or something like that. Hmm. And they got 14 kids, 14. Yes. And, and if they in their like early thirties or something crazy, they're, they're, they're young. young, they're young. Yeah. And, and literally we're watching it and I was like, I don't even abuse. want two children. But here's the gag. Some people, I <laughs> think... That's the child abuse. I, the, the older kids is raising the younger kids. Well, it's only you. one. That's the thing. It's only one. It's only one. She's 13, and they're only five years apart. And, and they still try to give her... But they... But they are cognizant to give her her own responsibilities because everybody else is literally, I think they're all like eight to one or some crazy shit like that. They're like... They have a lot of multiples. Yeah, there's two sets of twins and a, a quintuplets and then um she's pregnant with triplets on oh, this show Lord. Her uterus. Yeah. get his thing burnt off but it low-key for them we were watching it and i was like this works this would never work for me like i said i don't see myself having three children let Did alone they not go through the that. same recession as us you know yeah listen it's tv i don't know but you can no i'm one of five kids it was child abuse dog five children yes no Mm -hmm. i know the next generation is going to be different from us and our parents are different like think of we we were millennials we went through 9 11 oh god we went through the recession and now we're in a pandemic that honestly is an endemic so like what like we can't go buy houses and we're in our mid-30s like yeah there's no houses to buy yeah you know, like our parents weren't like our parents could go to college for like three thousand dollars, right? And then get out and buy a house. And yes. we had a part, got out with a partner, bought a house. Like it's giving none of that. We get out to debt. 
Uh, and we're still dealing with a lot of the same structural issues they dealt with, yeah. which like how does generational trauma show up within our intimate partnerships? Because mm-hmm. unfortunately, as adults, I know a ton of black women that have been killed by their partner. Like shit ain't not regular. And it, that's sad in 2021 that that's also something that I'm hyper cognizant of. So like, what are we really dealing with? I just, I just give myself a lot of grace. I give my friends. I I was just about to say, I think more than anything, like the takeaway that anybody listening from this conversation, because like you said, most people, most, especially black women, like we're so hard on ourselves and you, you look at all these things and you think like, I was so much that person that was like, by 30, I'm going to have a car and a home and be married with two kids. And it's given 36 and an apartment and I might get a puppy like that. Literally, I just might like that is the next stage of my life. And now I'm like, for once in my life, I was like, oh, but I'm actually happy with that. Where if you would have asked me at 31, I was like, oh, my God, no, I'm not here or there. And I got to be I got to do this, this uh, uh, uh. because I remember your spiral. Um, yeah, I, I am. And I'm not going to like vivid spiral. I am that neurotic uh, be a Mary Jane character. So when they, when I see Aww, them, be I kind to yourself. Like, I'm, like, I'm like, damn, these crazy I think shit. Also, a lot of us are trying to live a, a standard of life that we were told we were supposed to live. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. And that we've seen. Even, even for the girl that don't got a life together at 30 something, like you just finding mm-hmm. your senses out. Yeah. For the girl that had kids when she was a teenager, for the girl that had kids when she was in her 20s. Yeah. You know, for the person that just is living a life that, you know, something happened and they thought it was going to go one way and then mm-hmm. it went a completely different way. I just want us to be able to give grace and kindness to ourselves. Mm, yes. Give grace and kindness to ourselves. Child, that yes. might be the name of the episode. It is. That's why I was thinking the same thing. You really right. got to remind It you is. Do. A- we, we have to remind ourselves. And like you said, it, even the stuff, like I used to always be like, oh my God, this is, I got to work out so I can lose 10 pounds by the summer, by my birthday, August 5th. I always got to be thin. Oh, I'm like, still on that. I'm, I'm not trying. I've been <laughs> fucking these goldfish up. I ain't get on the Peloton today. I ain't get on it yet. Uh, my mama called me talking about, did you get the Peloton? Yes, bitch, and it look cute in the background. It look like I got my teeth. Don't worry about me riding that bitch. Don't worry. I, I went past it today and I was like, damn, this thing is dusty. And I was like, I'm going to get to you tomorrow. I, ain't been I need to take a ride on bitch. it, but today be kicking my ass. I need to find She's, another instructor. My God. Well, you don't want to take Alex then because he's even No, more- there was like the mixed race girl. Somebody said like J- something. Yes. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I like Jess Sims. Um, and then there's another mixed race girl that, but I don't really like her. And then there's one that's British, and I really don't like her. But anywho, Ooh, I need to I need to get on the p- Pelly. But you know, I just want to give. I think we just all there's so many ways. Like, like I just there's so many instances where we can think, especially because a lot of us are trying, regardless of sexuality or sexual identity, a mm. lot of us still feed into heteronormative understandings of relationships, right? We are mm-hmm. finding one, even gay oh, men, even gay, gay women, queer folk, we want to find one partner and then we feed into certain gender roles, like who's paying the bills, who's cleaning the house, who's doing certain things, right? And when we find a person and then we think, oh, we're going to put all our ideals into that one person and then that one person goes through their own life experiences and leaves you because things don't last forever <laughs> what, like why why do I have to hold that against you so let me ask you this because I from what I see how people try to break down um 
heterosexual normatives in relationships is this concept of um, yin and yang. Like one person has this energy, one person has this energy, and then from there creating gender identity roles uh, under that gender roles or gender roles yes so but is it really yin and yang or is it again going back to that idea of property and ownership and that one person pays the bills and therefore dominates the household because he owns the household and then you have another person that does the cook and cleaning and mothering and manages the household and that's what gender roles are. So it's, yeah, if you, it, and, and so there's a book I love called Ethical Slut. It's a great book. Oh, we, need um, to, we need to, we, I think we need to, we need to uh, go back and go through all of the books that you have. Okay. Right. This yeah. one was Ethical Slut. Mm-hmm. So this is Just about, it's by two white women therapists. Um, and they talk about all the ranges of relationships. And so once like a concept, it really kind of, my astrologer recommended it to me and it confirmed, I do not want to be polyamorous. I do not have the time. But, you know, like if you go back to Real Housewives of Atlanta and Cynthia with the friendship contracts, they actually talk in the book about starting with your friendship and defining what you actually want in your relationships. And that part of uh, ethical, any kind of relationship is that you are clear and upfront about constantly renegotiating your relationship and renegotiating your needs. Because we are not the same person we were yesterday at the beginning of the week that we are at the end of the week even, right? Um, And so they talk about all the different types of relationships. Like some people are uh, serial monogamous. They don't call it, they call it ethical something. Like what's ethical serial monogamy, right? That you are in relationships with one person at a time, but those relationships have a time period in which they exist and then they end. That's actually a type of partnering. And there are people that do that. But you also have to understand that like, even because like we do this whole, like all of a sudden there's this, you know, this branding on like TikTok and on Instagram about like polyamory. And I think a lot of what I've seen in the black space still focuses like on the male gaze. It's still the man with yeah. two right. women. And Absolutely. even when it is a woman and woman, like I know I've encountered people here in Charlotte who are women that are out that move outside of their marriage, but it's still centered on what men can they procure? Like how can they be seen as desirable as sexual partners? And not really about, okay, well, what needs do you need fulfilled? How can that be fulfilled outside of your relationship? And what are you also doing with that other person? Because that's a whole person with their own needs. Yeah. yeah, With their mm-hmm. own emotions. Like, so are you actually acknowledging that? And so the book really walks you through the language. Um, even thinking about friendships, about thinking about maybe you have non-sexual relationships, would you need the emotional support? That there's all, because what I was running into the issue was like, all right, what are the other ways that outside of, okay, this is my partner and we are in a house together and he provides, I ain't cleaning the dishes, so I, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, how do I do this? And how are the other ways, like, because I definitely, I want to be in community. And so that doesn't mean that I'm sleeping with a multitude of people. Because as soon as you say I want non-traditional relationships, you're like, well, who do you want to sleep with? Mm-hmm. I mean, I think niggas is nasty. So just give me some time on it. But <laughs> what I want is to be able to, like, have a community of support. So when mm-hmm. I think about having children, I think about, you know, I want to have, you know, the, the grandparents and my homegirls and my homeboys. I want everybody involved. Yeah. Yeah. In a communal sense. I want to be, the, I want to take my homegirls to their doctor's appointments. I want to be that bitch. Yes. Come on, community. That's true community. It is. I mean, she's trying to build a whole, you know. But 
that's what I want. So, 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 so yeah. I keep saying men, right? Because men have this pot of audacity, but like friendship breakups hurt like hell. Yeah. I mean, I've lost plenty of friends in my adulthood. So what happens when people walk out of your life because people got their own shit going on? And maybe they come back in, but that I don't have, all, we, we carry so much weight on us that makes that exacerbates any experience that we're really having and so how do I set myself up where I allow people to have their own autonomy but Mm. I'm always gonna be good Mm -hmm. like Mm. I want to take my homegirl to the doctor because I want someone to take me to the doctor you said what I said I'd be tired of going to that OBGYN alone for my $350 um, bill. Yeah. That's ridiculous. You know, you went through having a child. I think about this idea of like going through the process of even being pregnant and this idea that I would love to be surrounded by a community that like, and I, and in turn, if I want that, then I have to be willing to give that to people in return. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's very true. And you set the standard that way. Girl, it's giving compound. Like, I feel like you just need to start your own (laughs) compound. bitches like romance all right (laughs) you know i want to give room that you still have you you still have however you get that romance that you have room to get it i'm not trying to convince my homegirls that we got to live together and like exile men or divest from men like people still want to feel like you want a nigga to kiss you on your collarbone you know Uh what's the air kebab i want somebody to come up behind me yes and breathe and I don't want to like you know what I mean we have to acknowledge that those are real wants and real needs and that, yeah. that fits into the but I just want to remove all the extra expectation that has set us up for disappointment from that mm-hmm. so that we can maneuver and still be whole regardless of what you know these people that we have a very specific desire from how they enter or exit from our lives mm-hmm. it's given vulnerability it's given grace it's giving kindness yeah. it's giving all the things that we weren't really taught to 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 like impart on ourselves yeah, no, right no, i don't think my yeah. parents ever used the term grace but say your grace Say your grace over your food. But oh, man, my family's Jehovah's Witness. They definitely never said grace. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm like, that's the only grace I know. Grace, say your grace over your food. That's it. Yeah, but... this has been a lot of therapy. I've been watching a lot of Brene Brown, Esther Perel. She's on this podcast. Um, where do we Wait, begin? You said, you said you were you were a lot of therapy and you were arguing with your therapist. I remember. I uh, Cause you know we follow each other on the socials. Mm-hmm. A while back, you tweeted me trying to find a black woman therapist who's read all about love. I love making things difficult. Oh has yeah, therapist you have now has she read all about love? I and do not currently have that? a therapist. Okay, we're currently That's without. T- is that still like the requirement? And if no, because so, bitches don't read that. Look, look. I think <laughs> we got to talk about. This is a whole other conversation we can have. I know, I know. I didn't. I just didn't about. Know, but I, I read that book because of you. I believe. Did you yeah. like it? I I loved it. I loved it. I it, saw you bought the syllabus, so thank yes. you for supporting. You my boo. I need. I need that seriously because I I couldn't finish it. I'm on like the love. I don't know if the the syllabus we put out for that was is a little theoretical because the girl who wrote it is um in Oxford studying black feminism, so it's really like. I don't know if it's really gonna help you get more. I told you, I literally, I said, meet me where I am. Like, well, you I can need watch some the, the live discussion. 
I did a lot of the live discussions for that book. And I would okay. say that really helps like make the book, even if you like the first four chapters are like the best part, but you can kind of skip the spiritual chapters and go That's to redemption and growth. Okay. It's Cause I'm literally stuck wonky. on that. Yeah. I was stuck. Yeah. I would skip to uh, like communion when she gets into like a loving, well, a loving ethic, I think is chapter six. Then she goes into spiritual, which I would skip and then go to um, redemption. Well, redemption, I think is the last chapter, but growth. Okay. Um, is really important but no I don't uh, so I think just because a, a person a therapist is a black woman just because they're black just because they're queer just because they're trans does not make them a good therapist and I think we have to have a really hard conversation about how we th- there is not again because of the way health insurance works in America there is not access uh. to good mental health care and there is not a broad pool of accessible quality black therapists because what does happen is a therapist is good and they get booked up and then they stop yeah. taking insurance because yeah. they don't have to deal with it. Then they mm-hmm. become cash only or yeah. right. So it's 125 a visit and mm-hmm. then they become recommendation only because they don't need any new clients. Mm-hmm. And then you're left with the pool of black therapists who have absorbed the same sort of structural issues that I'm talking about. I don't like, I don't want to, I don't want black therapists that wear color contacts. If you don't like you, how can I like you? <laughs> points were made because i don't even know if i was a friend with colored content contacts i can't even get it out yeah so i've been i ended up with the white so actually i had a good therapist in charlotte Mm -hmm. um they had not read all about love and i actually think because i referenced books so much that i had made them a little insecure Mm. i know i am you, you know what my my therapist went to my astrologer oh my god like yeah, like book recommendation. Yes, and what? <laughs> so wow. I know I'm, I'm an influencer, right? Influencer. Right. I was like, you really are giving community. Seriously, Wait, but what's your rising moon? I'm curious. Rising is Gemini, and my okay. moon is Taurus. Okay. Yes, you know, we 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 in here, and I'm born the week of the child, and like my outer planets are crazy. I have like something in the eleventh house that means fuck was always coming to my life, but whatever. Um, and I was this is how I was talking to my therapist about it, and she was like, oh, "Okay," and went, but but she, you know what? My therapist, I don't know, was she good or was she just fine? She was nice to look at. Mm, I'm dead. Like just like no makeup, red lipstick. I'm like, you know, you bad. That's a bold move. Yeah, with red, just a fine ass black woman. And then and then she went to go see your astrologer. Wow, I just yes. well, I told you the one I had over the summer, and I stopped going to her because I felt like her life was too perfect. Like I followed her on Instagram, and I didn't like it. She had like this seemingly um, perfect little family. Would was like upstate at the in a panty when we would talk and had this like it looked like a castle in the background. Then she lived in Harlem with her son and her perfect husband. I was like, I do not want to talk to you about my issues, but you, you know are what? Perfect. I felt bad because I'd be like, I definitely ran by my therapist that like I don't know black women who are in who are partnered that aren't doing aren't taking the bigger sacrifice. And her husband's like a paraplegic. He was in a freak accident. Oh, wow. When they were on family vacation. Yeah. And I was like, I got to be careful. because I'm not trying to trigger sis. Yeah, oh <laughs> I'm trying to go. Oh, but like. Be a little triggering. Oh, my Sacrifice. God. Yo. Oh, my God. That is really. That He's is like paralyzed from the chest down. Wow. That is really. We really never talked about it. I just did my Googles. And I was like, oh. Oh, my God. You're a little too accurate. Damn. I would really go to her. I feel like that's someone that's super selfless. Like. Mm. She's amazing. And she's just beautiful. She gorgeous. 
Uh, but I ended up giving her to my ex. Oh, well, that was embarrassing. Nice. Yeah, he embarrassed himself first. And so I was still on his health insurance at the time. And so I was like, you know, yeah, he paid for my health insurance. So I was like, you know, and she had said that she felt like we were kind of at the end of our road. And she went to recommend me to someone who read a lot of books, which was the last therapist who was a white woman. So she definitely had never even heard heard of Bell Hooks. Um, Yeah, I don't. And I imagine that the therapist who has read Bell Hooks or is invested in any sort of the literature that. I really enjoy is probably not taking clients. They're probably have like a 15k booking fee. You know right. what I mean? To give public yeah. talks. Well, you, well, since you out here doing the work, you are definitely you are doing the work. Yeah. Thank like that's why I said I'm gonna have to read the breakdowns because. But y'all all doing the work. I'm you know stuck. what I mean? All doing it. Child, we trying. Grace and vulnerability, okay. and we say and kindness. Because I'm like, insane. I'm trying, but grace, grace, yeah, grace, kindness, kindness. And you know, aren't you raising a whole child? Like, what are you trying? What do you mean you're That's trying? Hard as hell. It's hard. It is what you doing. She cute, and she. I be like, oh, look at this cut like I want. <laughs> Drink whiskey, talk about some good wine, be with my bitches. Oh my god! Got a cute little kid. Go back home with the family. Cause mm. personally, I be dropping the kid off for the summer. Yeah, it's yeah. definitely giving that. So she can give me full sentences and probably text on her iPad. It's giving uh, full summers. Yeah, so yeah. You're not gonna be in my African American household though. <laughs> it's camp. Oh my God. But you should be proud of yourself. You know, what I mean? you should. Geez. Y'all should be proud. Y'all should all be proud of like you know. I cause like I I I definitely dated a man who's deeply insecure. And he covered that shit up so well because he was so good at lying because he knew how to, you know, he's a Leo. We want to talk about astrology. Gotta be careful. Leo's that first week of August. When was his birthday? August 1st. You gotta be careful. And I'm the, I tell you, I'm the fifth, but I'm a girl and I don't also don't (laughs) want Leo. Okay. Because I got burned by a a Leo woman as well. Also August 1st. And I will say they don't like, they have to work through, um, being comfortable with who they are and what their dreams are and that they can actually attain those dreams. And so I, my, I represented a dream for him that he did not believe he could achieve. And then I entered into his life and I was literally living the dream and I just lit up all his insecurities. Mm, Okay. Um, And he just did some nigga shit to manifest that. And so, but the thing was, he was lying to himself first. Before, before he lied to me and realizing how he just how deeply um that that he had to work through that mm-hmm. and so I wake up every morning really happy about the person that I am because I don't have an issue with my sense of self but that also took some work yeah. in getting to a point where like what, who do I want to be? Who can, what, what access do I have right now? And what can I do to be content within the means that I have right now while aspiring to higher things? And that's, that's a con, con, constant goal that I have to work on, right? Like there's not that there's never moments of insecurities, but it is also that like when I just close the door. You know, when I, sorry, I just walked in. You know, it's also that when I 
when I'm when I have a goal and I haven't met it, it I also just have to sometimes just step back and be like, all right, is it do I need it immediately? And do I have the, did I really have the means to attain these things without the support of anybody else, right? And so if there are other people that have to open that door, if there are other people that have to make that accessible, why would I beat myself up about not attaining it the way that I thought I should attain it? Like when part I, of it is that we just- we, that, we doing- that, I had that realization last week, like literally. Yeah. And I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute. What literally- I was, I had to, sometimes you don't have to sit back. And I was like, wait a minute, I'm really that bitch. And I would, again, two years ago, three years ago, never, ever, ever would have said that. And I was like, it was some shit, like shit. And I was like, God damn, no. And I'm like, in the other side of what I want, like you said, you have to sometimes sit back and you have to sit in it. And I was like, I'm trying to rush to get here. And I was like, and clearly I am supposed to be here. I'm, I am supposed to be here and I'm working through these things and I'm every single day throughout all the bullshit that happens daily. It's something new that I'm like, okay, I just learned this. Oh shit. I know that. And I learned that. And I learned that, that I was like, oh, you got to sit back in it and stop. Like, that's my thing. I was always rushing through everything. Sit back in it. And like you said, just like, so you just got to wait. Like sometimes it's literally like being, and I'm so impatient. I am like, girl, you talk. So I'm so fucking impatient where I was like, but you really got to so like, God trying to teach you I, something. I was literally working. There's this abandonment, abandonment workbook that I've been working through that helps you process through grief. And I was doing the workbook this morning and it was asking me like, how do I imagine myself in two years? And what would be the thing that I do to like get to that point? And I'm like, give myself grace. Cause I'm doing everything else. Yeah. Right. Right. Exactly. Just stay committed. Right. Mm-hmm. And then, cause we absorb all this shame. And then we stop doing what we're doing. Mm-hmm. But we love to share the little image of that man beating through the wood, the stones and the diamonds on the other side and then we stop and turn around. Mm-hmm. But like, do we ever think about like how we might, it's not that our physical labor has to be beating down that stone. It's that, you know, maybe we turn around because we thought we were ashamed of what we did and we just stopped. It's not that we even turned around. We just stopped doing something because we were ashamed. That's why I just say, give myself grace, give myself kindness, because I realize currently where I'm at in life, I just got to be consistent with the things that I'm already doing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's oh, just where I got, you know, but this was a lot of work to get oh, here. So yeah, a word. So yeah, that leads us to our, our ending question. So what would you tell your younger self? You live in Delaware. Don't listen to nobody. What? <laughs> I grew up in Delaware. You know what I mean? Don't like, listen to nobody. Don't nobody. Why is that giving facts though? Nobody. nobody. It really is. I get it. Yeah. Oh, but like that. You live in Delaware, and it was. Oh my god. Don't listen to nobody. Wow. I love that. I had this because shit from Elkhart. Don't listen to no damn. Right. Thing. Right. It's giving exactly. Exactly. Shit in New York. Don't listen to nobody. <laughs> don't listen to nobody. Trust and it's yourself. okay to go slow. I had, I definitely mm-hmm. had, impo- I had um, not imposter syndrome, but there's a, there's a term for it where like I decided, and I still have to battle this every day. I decided that I wanted to be somewhere and I had to be there right away. So I, I like, that's why I dropped out of college and was transferring all the time because I decided I wanted to work in the music industry. And then instead of completing a four-year degree and then coming up and realizing that it would still be there, this opportunity would Mm -hmm. still manifest itself. I thought because I was a black girl without and there was nobody supporting me, that that meant I had to do things in immediacy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I don't have, I don't really live with any regrets. So there's no regrets aside from dating a nigga. But like, um, (laughs) 
um, I would just allow myself more space to get through things. Cause like I'm in my thirties and it's like, wow, not so bad. Needs a little yeah, weak. Yeah. Right. <laughs> That's my, my, my lower, my lower back always hurts, but I like it here. Like it's literally like, no, I like so I it. Could speed through my twenties. Cause I thought I had to get everything done. Yeah. And it's not even, it was like a six year span. Yeah. Same. Oh, I was, oh, I just knew I, I had to be this and that. Yeah, same. And look at, like, we all was in New York at one point in time. Look at how yeah. many things we thought were the shit that they were highly valued and don't exist anymore. Mm-hmm. Oh, you yeah. know what I mean? Think about the people that we were really, I mean, being in the music industry. And that, that was another thing that really taught me, pay, like, you know, it's interesting to watch, like, a Cardi B be really pop, Meg The Stallion, and the people that have long time been in the industry that are coming up under them, particularly Cardi B, somebody at Atlantic, the Black woman that be wearing the funky glasses, blonde hair, she's from Brooklyn, I think she might be Haitian. Oh, yeah. Older Black woman that just, got, but she just got VP, and I'm like, sis been around since I was in New York. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And think about how many black women like Latrice is at Epic, you know, that's getting VP. Like, you know, Latrice was at Rock Nation or Rockefeller. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Before, yeah. You know, because she grew up in Brooklyn, right? Yeah. And you know, I think the what they but the idea that they had this long journey to get to where they're at, or Ethiopia, who I used to work under, uh, and they're they're finally getting their due, yeah. but it's like five of them. Mm-hmm. So not mm-hmm. only was it this really long journey, but it's so few of them. Yeah. It, listen, it, that is such a, I had to let go of that, right? For me personally, I had to say, okay, my journey is my journey. And I can't, the way I have to go, there's only, I think there's, there's only six. Like, and I was like, wow. I, ha- I literally have to let it go wherever my space is and where I'm supposed to go and what I'm supposed to do is what I'm supposed to do. So again, that just goes into the rest of this journey. I was like, I can't look at what this person doing and that person. I'm worried about the title and where can I go from here? And, and then I- look at how many people oh, lie their way to the top. Maybe a little bit on their knees too. Hi, Karen Sabu. But you know, it is what he is. <laughs> <laughs> like, you got me? <laughs> we was all there. We was all there. Where we at? <laughs> okay. We were. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. We both were like... And <laughs> oh, <laughs> just singing. Oh, oh my god! Child, I'm hot. Yeah, that was a whole different. That New York, like 13 years ago, was a whole different. And like, so I had to, and like I had to, be, and I was so happy because I took so much heat when I was in New York because I was very vocal about the way I was getting treated. So like mm-hmm. when you know, because men was trying to sleep with you, and but they like yeah. you know, I was a little funk. I didn't have to get my nails done at that point. I was a little nuts and berries ish. Toes out, no paint. You know what I mean? Oh my god, that toes out, no paint. <laughs> yes. And like they would just come at you all kinds of ways, and I was like, nigga, don't be touching me like that. Don't be doing. You know, other women in the industry were very disrespectful, and I'm like, you can't talk mm-hmm. to me like this, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I'm not going to fuck with you because of it. Yeah. So you know, I just had to give myself the space to understand that, like, if I was moving, if I'm always moving with integrity, that I don't have to look back and regret what I did, and just give myself time, mm-hmm. give myself space, kindness. Yeah, space, that, I, yes. girl. Another conversation literally last week. I was like, you don't have to talk to people mean and nasty. Like nobody just. Let's be clear. I had a black on somebody this morning at like eleven fifty nine a.m. Literally, and I'm like, what you're not gonna do is talk to me crazy because nobody talks to me crazy. I don't even give off energy that you no. can treat me like that like I and I, I literally like and I never I was an assistant I didn't get with that type of energy so now you for damn sure not but I think like younger generations like they think hey I gotta talk crazy 
and I got to talk to you like this so you respect me. And I was like, no. I said, I would, if you would have talked to me like that, I would have hung up the fucking phone on you. Like, absolutely. Are you, are and you it's talking? a lot of people fake pumping, you know? Yeah, that's, it's a lot. It's a lot. I have yeah. a lot of peers that I thought were so far ahead of me in the industry. And then, you know, we, it's now we're here. And I'm like, oh, we all are just trying to get by. That's yep. it. That's we it. All just trying to get by. Shit, mm-hmm. So, what do you know for sure? Is that a question for me? Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, yeah. What do I know for sure? Uh, there is a pot of audacity that niggas just get to tap into. And I don't know if they're ever going to turn away from it. No. no. You know, like you think about letting go of patriarchy, the black man does mm. not largely benefit from patriarchy in the outside world. He benefits from it within his household. And so that's unfortunately why we as Black women take the brunt of patriarchy within our intimate partnerships. And it's also why, like, we can do all the right things and we will never control the man. That pot of audacity is a huge temptation. It's the audacity for me. If you lucky, you lucky. But, you know, don't let a nigga embarrass you. That's what I know for sure. Because he's doing it to himself, not to you. That little TikTok trend with the the crazy cover. Uh, I remember, I remember when I lost my mind. There's somebody singing it, and it's people just talking about shit they did, mostly around a man. And I'm like, you should have kept this. Oh, I gotta see this. Yeah, I gotta find that (laughs) one. See that? I will. I will send it to you. Yeah. This is bad. People out here talk about I let a man with no job drive my car with his other bitch. Yeah. What? Not let him. Yes. Right. I'm like, let. Let. let Unknowingly. Things I know for sure. Put your, get yourself together so that no, no nigga that's man, woman, or child break you down bad. Man, woman, child. Right. They, them, yeah. they, them, anybody yeah, all can take it. you down because you, yeah. you, you know, you, you did what you had to do for you. You good wow. internally. Julesy. Oh my God, girl. You have just came in over yeah, the word. Thank you. Yeah, I, I enjoyed this. I hope I didn't talk too much. No, no, baby. Great. Mm, this no, is why I, we have guests so that we can highlight you, your experiences, your point of view and and take that internally and so that our our listeners can also take that externally yeah. so we thank you no this was so good um so real quick the quote is do what is right for you do it over and over again lean into the light keep going even when it's hard especially when it's hard do not let doubt stop you trust the process even when your mood is low let growth be your mission let healing be your reward let freedom be your goal and give I'm yourself cool. grace. And give yourself grace, love. Amen. That's so beautiful. Let Amen. look. Let let it come in. Josie, where can people find you? I'm all over the. Oh, let me finish this in my mouth. Child, <laughs> she is chopping on this brownie. Friday. I'm hungry. From. Oh no, I'm starving. No, we about I'm to let you go so you can eat. Later. This deli here in Charlotte. Um, you can find me everywhere on the internet at Julesy J O U E L Z Y. Same name everywhere. I need you to send through the old videos of like yakky reviews and shit like that. Oh, just so I can man. get a kiki. Just so I can like laugh. I was it was really sensational, like French Remy, some bullshit. Remy. You know. It's one more, it's one more so on the tip of my tongue, and I could not think of it. Out um, Otre. Otre! That's the one. That's literally yeah. 
Yeah. Throw it back. It's only a decade ago, you know? Decade. Like a whole decade. I'm dying. Because I got a little ponytail. It was buying hair. And I was like, damn, this is taking me back. Like, I used to buy Remy hair. Can't even put put that shit on the hot setting. Thank you so much. Thank, Thank y'all for having me. I enjoyed this so much. Learned Can't wait so to hear much. it when it comes out. Yes. So we'll send you everything. And thanks yes. again. All thank right. You. Thank you. Bye. Have a good night. Bye.